Hello and welcome to Footnotes the Cicerone podcast, the podcast to inspire you about outdoor travel and activities in the UK and across the world. I'm Hannah and I'm Joe. and thank you for joining us for the latest episode. This week features highlights from our recent live event with Joss Naylor and Mari Helm. Joe was lucky enough to talk to Joss about his favourite run in the Lake District and the subject of his new book, The Lakes, Mears and Waters of the Lake District. We were also joined by Mari Helm, who has recently run the routes. Mari had a wonderful couple of days doing the route, but not all went to plan. Mari is making a film of her adventure on the Lakes, Mears and Waters route, and that will be launching at the Kendall Mountain Festival this year. For the extended live video version, with Joss and Mari's full presentation and more audience questions, please go to the Cicerone website, www.cicerone.co.uk forward slash live, where you can find the video recording for this and all of our other live events. Joss Naylor's Lakes, Mears and Waters is now available to purchase from cicerone.co.uk and all good bookshops and outdoor shops. So we're here to talk about this brand new book, Joss Naylor's Lakes, Mears and Waters, which is a a new Cicerone publication that was written by a wonderful author, Vivian Crow, uh, and stars this man right here, Joss Naylor. So the Lakes, Mears and Waters is a route in the Lake District. It's 105 miles long that takes in every major body of water in the English Lake District. Joss ran it in 1983, and I seem to remember you telling me that it was one of the best runs that you'd ever I think it was one of the most spectacular ones uh, as far as beauty and uh, the array of different lakes and layers and the waters. It was absolute magic. The thing itself is a picture in every valley and a different picture and it is something very, very worth doing. (laughs) And, And that's exactly what we've tried to capture in this new book. So the book tells the story of, of the 1983 run that Joss did, but it also tells the story of Joss rewalking it with Vivian, the author, uh, last year through the depths of COVID. But it explains how you might want to do it um, if you're walking it or running the route, but also provides lots of information about the Lake District and about Joss and about his life and the really special areas that the route passes through. I think it's fair to say that in the in the 70s and 80s, uh, particularly, Joss was one of the most dominant uh, of fell runners. I think at that time, particularly, fell running was probably what trail running and ultra running is uh, is today. Such a, a big deal in the running community. Many of his um, fastest times on long distance routes stood for well over a decade. A good example would be the Ennerdale Horseshoe Fell Race up here in the Lake District, and that race Joss won nine years on the trot. Oh, nine years on the yeah. trot. But I'm also joined by Mari. Mari, thanks for thanks for coming. Mari's a Kendall-based mother, veterinary surgeon, poet, fell runner, swimmer, climber, and general outdoor enthusiast, from what I can make out. Mara, we'll get into more of your details uh, in a bit, but you've done some of the, the great challenges in the Lake District and further afield. Well, welcome, guys. Joss, I've got a pile of questions for you, but maybe let's just kick off with the most important one. What is the Lakes, Mears and Waters route? Well, it starts at uh, a place called uh, Mousewater and it finishes at Overthwaite, which is up in the lake, north end of the Lake District. And from there, we, we kick off with the Little Lakes, and then we go to Hennedale and over into Wasdale. And from Wasdale, then we head down to Deverwater. And from there, we double back to Goatswater, Lower Water, Leverswater, Water. 
Portland. And then we come back up to uh, Grisdale and over to uh, Grasmere. Grasmere, okay. Then down to Windermere. Then from there down to uh, over the top to Skagwell Water. Then we went up into uh, Kentmere. From Kentmere over to Small Water, Blue Water, and then to Old Water. Are we nearly there yet? Not quite. <laughs> we just uh, nip over to Brothers Water, Holes Water, Belmere, Dirt Water, and Passantweight. And then up to Holthwaite. Now, Holthwaite's the one way of a lovely finish up about four or five miles of road. Road at the end of it. At the end of it, with all that climbing. There's nearly a thousand feet of climbing on that little back road. So that's that's an enormous amount of distance. I mean, it's a 105 miles. Is, that's is that 105 miles the way I went. Josh, what, what made you want to do the Lakes, Mears and Waters route? I mean, there's there are quite a few long-distance challenges in the Lake District. I mean, the obvious one's the, the Bob Graham round, but what drew you to it and, and also what makes it what makes it a special route? Well, I think it's just the more or less the sheer beauty of the Lake District and the challenge it lays out, you know, because I looked at it and I thought, well, I'll do that someday in my lifetime. And anyway, as the opportunity came up, I had a free weekend, so I had a couple of years where I did my training for it and I got them two days, I put it more or less all together, yeah. apart from a little run from Powderdale uh, Farm, which I found then, to Buttermere. Uh, and that night, I had one of the most beautiful runs in my life. It was one of those days when the cloud in the sky, and the time I set off was about half past four. And in an hour and 40 minutes, I had gone up over the tops into Hennadale, over Buttermere Lake Pike, and down to Buttermere Lake. Wow. And it took an hour and 40 minutes. Gosh. And I, you know, just, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, Nick, what you was telling lies. Yeah. And there's still Igus come, and yeah, I asked them the time, and Buck wasn't telling lies after all. And I thought, well, I'll be in good settle for the following. Yeah, it sounds like you were in very good following, shape. Following few days, like. And on that day, it was just absolute magic. You know, I just ran all day, and from the start to the finish, and never really had a bad patch. And, uh, my legs never, you know, went really tired or stiffened up or anything. And my climb was good. Even on the roads, I was on the way relaxed. And I've seen the most beautiful sights in my life. It's something you sort of look back at it more like a dream than actually a reality. You know, to just think that you could just sit off in the morning and carry on running a nice pace all day without suffering at all. And uh, that's why the Lakes Mayor's Awards is something very special in my life. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I see. How I mean, how does it differ? I, I've done the Bob Graham round personally, but how does it differ from, from a route like that? Why would people be, why should people go and have a go at the Lakes Mayor's Awards? Well, it's for the sheer beauty of it, because you drop into the Valley's Mall. Right. And, nice. you know, you, you can, two or three variations you can take to most of these points, yeah. where the Bob Graham is a track now, which like, you know, a worn path where everybody goes. Absolutely. And this one, you know, you can vary your own routes, really, as long as you go to the Lakes Mayor's and Water Points. Yeah. You know, you've got to do that bit and uh, you maybe take a short career and but uh, the point you maybe add a mile or two on. So it's the kind of the variety of the landscapes and getting to see more of the Lake District, uh, I suppose, rather than the Bob Graham when you're just on top of the hill. That's right. Oh, in the Bob Graham, you've got your head down more climbing and yeah. concentrating on your feet coming past downhill. In this situation, doing the Lakes Maiden Waters, it gives you a chance to uh, stride out at different places and, you know, when you're going over the skyline, you can look away forward, you can see where you're going. Okay, you can and enjoy you can, it a you bit can, more. <laughs> Enjoy the scenery you go along and, and take a lot in. It's just something very, very special. Brilliant, brilliant. Just do you uh, do you remember your first fell run? Uh, yeah, Is that something you can? The first fell run I actually did was a, a mountain trial. 
a mountain trial. Uh, Hang on, isn't that a very long race? Ah, uh, they're fairly long. Like, don't, don't people normally start running by and they're trying to run a mile and then needing to stop to walk? Ah, uh, they're the chaps who take these jobs seriously. <laughs> but that day, Will Sparrow, on the Westford Hotel, had a griffin who put the mountain trial on. He uh, stayed there, like, and he said to Will, do you think there's anybody in the valley who would like to have a run? Well, Will thought I might like to have a run, and it came round and I was having my breakfast, and he said, you fancy doing a mountain trial? And he told us what it was, and I got no running short, I got no. Ah, uh, Will said it'd be all right. So I cut the legs off my breeches and ran in my big work boots. And how did it go? It was going well with black sailors, <laughs> and then I got, it was coming out of this forest, I cut a leg out of this forest way, and I got cramped in my legs. Oh. And it, it was just so ramping and sweating and, you know, and not running like. Did you enjoy it? It was a bloody punishment. Was it? <laughs> I think that's probably what most people say about it. Uh, but, you yeah. know, I got cramped. Then I got cramped, but you know, all right. At that point, I was, you know, in the lead, like, you know, I sat there about 10 minutes before anybody came, and then after a few runners I'd gone through, I got up and waddled away around again. I got up onto uh, Westman and Kane, where there was a checkpoint after the Black Stairboats, and uh, I got catched up with a chap called, I think it was Joanne, and he sort of stuck with us. I got to the bridge at uh, bottom of Black, at Sayer Town, and there's two old ladies having a picnic and that is salt cell and I said can I have a bit of your salt last and she said I so those they don't put half a salt but before me and just put it in my mouth and really? like, drink of water and I said I've got rid of Camp and oh. I joined in and I paddled up on the top of Great End and then on the top of Lingmell and finished back at the Washboard Hotel. I finished about halfway up the field like you know but so you were pretty good to begin with, or did it take did it take years for you to to be running consistently before you were not really because I a bit of a natural. It, well, I don't know about a natural, but they had a mountain trail from same place the following year. It was a different course, and I'd done a little bit of training, and I think I'd got myself a pair of football boots. So, you know, they're a bit short, but I could cut toes out, let me big toes out, and uh, I could run in them. And I'd done a little bit of training, and uh, I actually won it be twenty five minutes. But I got disqualified because I'd missed a checkpoint. I couldn't find a checkpoint on Say Talent. It was on my doorstep, and I, I got a lot of stick about that. That's like your local hill. It is. I got a lot of stick about that. But early, it, that was early days for you, though. It was, yeah. uh, but. Yeah. You know, next time I think I turned out, I was, I think I maybe won it next time I ran. And then after that, I missed five years and then I won seven in a row. And uh, then after that, I was the age when I was probably a lot. I was fairly lucky, I know, because I won the vet nine times, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, which was, just, you know, at that age, it was just like winning it, really. Uh, yeah. Just when you were, um, you've had sort of two stages of working life. Firstly, as a, as a farmer in Wasdale and secondly training apprentices at what then became Sellafield um, what was it like combining working farming and then still trying to train and uh, and race in the mountains uh, but, you know, how could you do those things side by side I never did never ever did a lot of training when I went out for a run it was a long run you know my training runs and uh, so you didn't go out for sort of a quick 5k on no, the road or something like unless that unless you know unless it, sometimes I went out and worked for a half an hour and a quick five miles or something yeah. like that uh, you just shammed the legs up a bit but you know when I had time to go for runs I was a wet day and I couldn't get on with my work at all right but uh, I didn't 
in West West any, you know, good ideas or like that. I had my work to do and the time it had to be done, it got done, whether it was raining or snowing or whatever. Whatever the weather. Went, get out, get out. Get out and get, out, get it done. Okay. You know, some days I'd work for, you know, 22 hours or something, I got it on night shifts. I just got up here, kept marching, did the job you had to do. Okay, okay. Well, I think we could probably learn some grit there. So what was it like re-walking those various sections of the route last year? It was absolute magic, really, because, you know, with the COVID carry-on, we had to improvise the transport and that sort of thing. And uh, we had some great memories, you know, when you're looking back, it'd be about 38 years now. Yeah. It was something very, very special. And they were very special days, too, you know, because every time you went out, you know, you had a good discussion about the valley and what went on in the valley. And Viv was a man of information. She was a lovely woman. You know, and, you know, we're very honoured to have uh, people like that working with you to put a book like that together. Because it's something I hope and I fear that it will so far, like, you know. And a lot of people have got a lot of pleasure in enjoying out of reading it and just looking at those photographs of the most beautiful part of the world. Yeah, yeah. So you, of course, ran it in 1983 and then you walked and you walked it last year. Is it a good route to do as a as a walker? It is. Aye, because, you know, you can come and do a bit yeah. and, you know, and then come back another day and do another bit. Yeah. You can stop at the hills, also stop the pub, you know, whatever you want to do. Yes, there's a lot of good pubs along the way. There is. I can find a town in anywhere. Yeah. Holly Bottoms, like, aye. It is, you know, it's a thing you can do and do it socially and really enjoy it, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wonderful. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to try not to go for too long because probably we could be talking for many hours but uh, I'd like to sort of ask you a few uh, a few kind of quick fire questions that might not be entirely normal but um, favourite film? I know then the favourite film I I'm not, not much into films really I don't suppose you've got time for that No I never really watched a lot of films but uh, I, I The Dam Busters Dam Busters Aye. that's a good one that's a good, that's a good choice for a it top is. film yeah. I have a lot of film in it <laughs> yeah Favourite mountain? Aye, my favourite mountain. It is it, Yumara. Yumara? Aye. It, oh, okay. It's uh, when you had to work going up from the front. Yeah. Whenever you looked at it, you see it from a different angle. It was a different path. It's always a, a pretty pretty heavy duty hill to go up. Aye, it's always it got a steep climb. I think for people that are on their on their Bob Graham rounds as well, it does aye, tend to go got to get into bottom gear to get up there. That's right. Um, right. Favourite thing to eat? Aye, favourite thing to eat. I like me usually uh, in the morning. Moose? Muesli, aye. I put a bit of water on a bit at night and, and then <laughs> cook it with only in the morning to get that down here. Get my all day. Very good. Uh, Very good. That's a, a, a good choice. Um, Favourite breed of sheep? Aye. I like a good blue-grey herdwick. Blue-grey herdwick? Aye. You know, a real metal type with good white legs and a white head. And I like to see them up and fell tops. Aye. If you see a good, good right good herdwick, I can always remember on top of the head and I thought it was one of the most beautiful sheep I've ever seen in my life. Very nice. Aye. Favourite running shoes? Aye. At the moment, I've got a pair of oh, those in your balance. I use Scots now and and uh, for no round show, they just do a good job, you know. Good stuff. And I've tried every show that's come out, more or less. But uh, in my mind now, it might be the time I'll have a good show. Good stuff.
Great. So um, thanks, um, Mari. You uh, completed the Lakes, Mears and Waters route recently. How did you learn about the Lakes, Mears and Waters and what? Uh, why did you want to, to start doing that? Yeah, um, well, I had heard of the route before, but it is a lovely story um, of how I ended up meeting Joss. I mean, I just want to say I'm so privileged and honoured to be here tonight. The book is absolutely amazing. It appeals to the poet in me because it is, it's beautifully written, mm. that kind of mixture of history with the, with the route. Pete Todd Hunter, uh, Joss's friend, had found some of my poetry online. So we, we just met up for the crack. I had a nice walk from, from Grasmere um, with Joss beasting us up the hill. And um, we got chatting. And um, by the end of the day, I was uh, doing the Lakes, Moors and Waters um, in about 12 weeks at the time. And uh, we were uh, making a, a poetic running film about it. So it was, yeah, it happened quite quickly. So, so. What, what was it that really, like, sort of captured your imagination about the route? Because we tend to sort of, you know, you tend to hear about these kind of things yeah. and then some things stick and some things kind of go away whether that's like a run or a or a trek or something like yeah. that it's a very beautiful route when we live in the lake district and you know the lakes mirrors and water is what it's all about and the route basically does go round it's an inspiring route it goes round kind of what makes the lake district the lake district you do see all the mountains but as Josh says we go to places I did you know parts of that route that I've never done before I've never been on for and I've lived here 20 years yeah. So it, it is it is just an absolutely beautiful route. I mean, I've been around Bob Graham and done a number of other sort of local challenges. I would agree with Joss, it absolutely stunning route, absolutely beautiful. I was lucky that we had we had more better than good weather on the day. Um, it was very hot, but um, it's just it's a very special route. Just tell us a little bit more about yourself, Mari. I mean, are you are you an elite runner? Um, yes. No. Um, <laughs> it's really nice to be able to talk to you about this route, coming at it as a sort of more normal person, um, sort of sitting next to someone like Joss. Um, I mean, basically, I took more than twice the length of time that Joss did to do the route. I did it in thirty nine hours in the end. Um, you were enjoying it. Now. I was. Enjoying more. I was just taking my time to enjoy yeah. more. Um, so yeah, being a mum makes it quite hard to fit everything in. Um, so I carry quite a few injuries. I was told when I had my children, I was actually I was injured quite badly. I was told I'd never okay. run again. Um, but I was so inspired by this route that it inspired me to, I just really wanted to do it. You know, often people will not go out and do things because if they have injuries or they don't feel yeah. they're in elite shape. Yeah. And um, I guess I'm quite happy to fail, so I'm quite happy to have a go at things. I've coined the phrase, my eyes are bigger than my thighs. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> that's that's a really good one. Um, yeah. But I think the great thing about this route, there's no time limit on it. I knew that all, all I had to do was to keep going. Um, you've not got those time pressures. And so I think it's very inclusive. You can walk it over a few days. Doing it in, in one continuous loop is amazing. That's the thing, because the Bob Graham round that we keep on coming back to, because it's the, the big Lake District long distance route, but there's that time pressure. There is. That I guess if you take that away, you can enjoy the present moment and the experience. Yes. And where you are? A bit, yes. a bit more. Yes. Yeah, definitely. When I've sort of been around the Bob Graham before, you're constantly looking at your watch, constantly worrying about, because you, you break it down, don't you? And, and each little bit becomes, you've got to get there. You know, it's broken down into like sometimes six or seven minute chunks or sure. 30 minute chunks. Yeah. This, as Josh said, really, you can you can look up, enjoy the route. If you haven't got around the, the Bob Graham in 24 hours, you kind of have a sense that you failed. Whereas this route, you can achieve it even if you've stopped down and had to sleep in the middle. It's achievable um, and doable. And I think that's great, you know, as, as a long distance walking route, yeah. the people associate these things with running. They'll feel like they're not going to be able to do it, but you, you can walk it. So Right. So uh, tell us about your training for the route. And possibly a little bit like Josh in that respect, that I don't sort of do lots of lots of training because 
don't really have time to do it. I just went out running a bit. Um, I, I was thinking earlier when Josh was talking about he didn't do a lot of running, but he worked the sheep and he had to yeah. catch sheep. It's a bit like the, the interval training, isn't it? Which yeah. is like actually really good training. So, so I didn't chase after sheep. I do a bit of sort of very quick interval sort of Tabata type training okay. and just getting time on your feet, really. Yeah. Um, it's kind of wrecking bits of the route and and then it came to the day yes how was all the planning for uh, for the event Did that sort of go okay was it logistically complicated um it was reasonably logistically complicated like i think sometimes it's hard if you're not totally sure that you're going to do something yeah it's quite difficult asking pacers to come out and support you and honestly um because there was quite a few things that made the day very tough for me and the pacers are what got me around um you know obviously my experience was different to joss's i didn't feel like i was flying <laughs> but um it, it was a day it was like a dream the whole thing was just like a dream the most perfect day and just such a, a beautiful memory for me yeah but if you're going to do it in a continuous um sort of route you're gonna you're gonna be going through the night and then um, funnily enough we were just talking today about some of the things you see the wildlife that you see when you're out doing something like this and I will just remember being galloped at by a herd of badgers in Kentmere. Um, badgers? I think badgers yes so quite angry badgers charging us in the morning along Kentmere but it really was quite special they came quite close before they kind of went off to the sun I think one of my pacers kind of jumped behind me because of course I'm a vet so I should know how to wrestle with badgers. Of course don't you? you're trained in that aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So less wonderful, what what made it hard? So about two weeks before I fell over, just running on the scars in Kendall on a, on a flat surface, just tripped over a little pebble and I banged the side of my left knee and I've actually got a bony lump there quite badly and it triggered off some ITB issues and I was I was resting and doing, I was meant to be running in Washdale the week before, I rested, I didn't do that and um, was just hoping it was going to be okay and um, unfortunately it wasn't, I got to Bleedbury Tarn. How fast was Bleedbury Tarn? Four miles in. Um, okay. And my knee started hurting, so I, and it was it really was a, sort of. I mean, anybody yeah. runners um, will know that ITB pain is kind of like stabbing something in the side of your knee. It gave me some quite good material for the poem, actually. So sort of quite sort of dark moments. Yes, so hang on, you you started a hundred and five mile run, and then four miles in, were in excruciating pain, yes. and then soldiered on for just another hundred and one miles. I suppose it's what you do, isn't it? You just don't get to do something where Joss Naylor's going to come and meet you, do you? I mean, you just don't get to do something like that going to come and meet you on the way around. And I knew Joss was kind of, Joss and Pete were coming at various points. And a lot of my pacers were really inspirational people as well. And um, I just made a decision and I thought about Joss and I was like, come on, let's just do this. Let's just see what your body can do and see if you can see it through the pain. And, and it's great you forget about that within about a day after you just you just forget about all the pain so you didn't there wasn't any long-lasting effect um yeah i mean the, the knee's still a bit sore um but it no it wasn't actually any any worse really so not that i want to encourage running on injuries or sure. anything like that but I, it was the right decision for me at the end of the day and actually i think it was so hot i think it ended up being better that we were walking than running but at the end um it is quite funny really um basically i was thinking i've come all this week to touch the water with joss and i couldn't actually bend down to actually touch the water <laughs> <laughs> my legs were too sore Joss was right when he said about this last road section oh, it yeah. was a real struggle I, I thought it was there at Baston 3 it was like I've done it now I'm there yeah. and it was only four miles on the road but it just went on and on and on oh, no. and then my legs stiffened up and I couldn't bend down to I think Joss
Joss might have helped me down. In a <laughs> I was like, <laughs> on you. You know, I still have to pinch myself. I can't quite believe that it happened. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a beautiful route. And, yeah. you know, just, just to give people that gift of, and the inspiration of being there to meet yeah. you, it was, um, yeah, you came and walked the last mile or so, didn't you? Aye, it was yeah. rather special night, like, you know. It was lovely. Aye. Yeah. And I think touching touching the water is something, and there may be another kind of special thing about this route, is that it's sort of a, a kind of kinesthetic sort of experience. yeah, yeah. And it's like a symbolism, isn't there, there between is, doing, yeah. doing that as well? Yeah, we definitely, I mean, that's what, for me, the poem really yeah. is about that sort of, that was my first thought. Um, so we're hoping, um, obviously we're making the film and it's looking, so we're hopeful we're going to be at the film festival. Oh, kind of um, mountain festival. It is, yes. Brilliant. And that's I do great. have to blame, I don't know um, how many people have heard of a, a chap called Jeff Cox, who's a wonderful poet. And he made a very well-known film called The Shepherd's Hand. Yeah. And I'd watched it. Um, we were sort of coming up with the plan and I knew that I wanted to, to make this film, write the poem and do the route. Yeah. Um, so it, it lends itself very well to poetry. Yeah. And um, that idea of us touching the water and getting well, it in. Yeah. It was a grand day out uh, for Joss. It was a grand two days out for me, really. It's something very special, absolutely magic. I think we're all really excited to see that film when uh, when, when it's finally uh, finally ready and premiering at the Kendall Mountain Festival. Hopefully. And we'll um, we'll make sure that we give pointers to Cicerone uh, followers about where to find it uh, and all that sort of thing. Mari, thanks for that uh, that tour. Joss and Mari, thank you so much for sharing your stories and just, I guess, explaining a bit more about this route and about your love for the Lake District. Because I think we, we really pick up that, that love for the Lake District, um, which is very, very strong. Thank you very much. That was Joe talking to Joss Naylor and Mari Helm about the Lakes, Mears and Waters route. Thanks again to Joss and Mari for coming to talk to us, and thanks to you for listening to this latest episode of Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast. We had so many questions from the audience for this event that we're actually going to publish an additional podcast episode with some more questions. So thank you so much to our audience for sending in so many questions. It was fantastic to hear from you. You can find out about our monthly live events at cicerone.co.uk forward slash live and keep up to date with the podcast by subscribing on your preferred podcast platform or on the Cicerone website cicerone.co.uk forward slash podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by emailing us at live at cicerone.co.uk. We'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, search for us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for all our latest news. You can also join our Facebook community group Cicerone Connect to connect with other outdoor enthusiasts. There are plenty of articles on our website cicerone.co.uk where you can also check out our full range of titles and sign up to our newsletter. We hope you enjoy listening to Footnotes, the Cicerone podcast and that you're inspired to set out and explore the outdoors. We'll see you soon.